0: Before we get to the podcast, I have a gift for you. I love bringing hope to you each week through this podcast. Hope is such a beautiful gift and one that I definitely like to share. For the times in my life when I needed hope, I opened my Bible and allowed God's Word to speak to me. As a gift of hope to you, I've created a prayer journal, Seven Days to Refuel Your Hope. This journal shares my journey through some of the most hopeless times in my life and the biblical verses that brought me back to hopefulness. My prayer for you is that this journal will help you to refuel, refresh, and realign your hope. You can download this free journal by visiting my website, DianeBells.com, or clicking on the link in the show notes. Have you ever felt hopeless, like nothing good could ever happen again? Well, I have. And that's why I created The Hope Station. Each week, you will hear amazing stories of hope from people just like you. People who have transformed disastrous, disappointing, and depressing events in their lives into messages of hope, turning tragedy to triumph, pain to purpose, crisis to new careers, all through the power of hope. So sit back, relax, and pull into the Hope Station, the place where you can refuel, refresh, and realign your hopes and dreams. My guest today is a woman warrior with a Southern accent. Tammy During is going to share her story of being suicidal, suffering from psoriasis and fibromyalgia, and feeling absolutely hopeless about her ability to be a good wife and mother. Tammy is definitely a woman warrior who is a walking advertisement for everything she says and does. I have met her personally. She is beautiful. She is vibrant. She is courageous. And she is here today to teach you about the dangers of toxins in our beauty product. Thank you so much, Tammy, for pulling into the Hope Station. And let's start by you sharing your story.
1: Prior to giving birth to my daughter for 14 years, I battled seborrheic psoriasis since age 18. And it was creating a nightmare for my hair. It was beginning to uh, fall out. And I was literally going bald in my early 30s. I had been going through the, the medical issues, everything they told me to do, I did. And it was getting worse. Then when I had my daughter, what were they uh, I, they,
0: what were, I'm sorry, what were they telling you to do?
1: I had to. I they had me doing everything from ointments to creams to uh, medicated shampoos. I have to. I had to go to the uh, the pharmacy back then. The pharmacist and they had the t gel shampoo behind the counter. You had to get it from the pharmacist. It wasn't over the counter. And I was using every product they told me. I was buying every prescription they gave me. The the final straw when I said no more was when they told me that they needed to do 350 shots in my scalp that uh, were going to run me about $3.50 a piece, This my insurance would not cover it. And I had a 20% chance that it might work. And I'm like going, okay, all of these creams and things that you've been having me use are full of steroids and now you're wanting to inject me right at the brain level with all of that? I don't think so. It was just something hit my spirit. No, run. <laughs> just run. <laughs> so wow. It was the same dermatologist I used for 14 years. And I I left that day and I never returned. And I thought, you know what, I'll just go bald. I'm just not going to do that. So what happened was I began to pray and ask God to show me a better way you know, to take care of myself. But during that time, I started really getting very sick. Like hurting so bad that my husband if he went to hug me i'd scream it and it, ne- it never made it the next day the spot wasn't the same it you you would think i had bruises but there was no bruising you couldn't see anything it was just like what's going on i don't know it hurts don't touch it you know and so long story short i got diagnosed with fibromyalgia at age 34. Okay. during that time i lost all 10 fingernails to uh, acrylic abuse. Uh, I have ultra fine baby hair and I have very, I had very, very poor flimsy fingernails and I wanted fangs. And so I paid for them and I would go every two weeks faithfully and I get my little fill in and I would, they would, I would have her paint it uh, with a, I'm really not a waitress by OPI. (laughs) and I loved it. Jim loved it. I have my husband, I scratch his back, you know, and it was just, I just loved them. And I had them long and I was functional with them, believe it or not. But what happened was, uh, one day I went into the nail salon and the owner was taking care of me and she had me soak them off, you know, to get a new set back then they, they glued the tips on And then they would paint the acrylic over all of that to strengthen it and bond it to the nail bed. So when I was soaking off, my nails were feeling kind of odd, but I wasn't paying any attention. Then, you know, okay, I'm going to get a new set. No problem. So I go wash my hands and they had to use those little scrubbers, little scrub thing, you know, that little brush on the end. And as I'm doing it, it hurt like horribly bad. And I was like, what is going on? And I, I looked down and I thought, well, I guess she'll fix that. And so I went and I sat down, put my little hands on her on the table and she looks up at me and she was Asian. And she looks at me and she goes, I cannot put back on you. And I said, what do you mean? Her name is Miss Chung. And I said, what do you mean Miss Chung? She goes, I cannot put on you. You have no nail beds. I said, what do you mean? I don't, I mean, fix my fingers. I No, I got to leave out of here with my my long red fingernails. And she goes, there's nothing to stick to. And I began to squall sitting there at the table because I was like, no, I can't walk out of here like this. I need this is Friday. I've got to have my beautiful fingernails. We got a date tonight. You know, the girl's got to have her stuff right. And I Michael Jackson had started using one glove. I started going with two. And it was horrible. I had no nails grew back over two years. They were my nail beds were completely dissolved and raw. If I wanted to scratch myself. Imagine. Oh, it was horrible. And in the hypersensitivity to them, it was just awful. And so when I wanted to scratch myself, I had to find something to scratch with. Right. Because you can't scratch with the the the, ta- the tips of your fingers nothing no, it doesn't scratch no fingernails. <laughs> no fingernails so i'd have to I, I bought back scratchers and different things so i could reach and you know and if i wanted to just scratch right here i'd use it right there because i couldn't i couldn't scratch and so during the time of dealing with fibromyalgia and then dealing with the hair loss and then now the nail loss and i also got diagnosed with uh wso nail fungus on all 10 toes And the doctor uh, at the podiatrist here in town where I live told me that I had to go uh, and take Lamisil. It was three hundred fifty dollars a month and my insurance wouldn't cover it. And every two weeks I'd have to go to the doctor, the hospital and have my liver checked because it could damage my liver. And I'm. I painted my toenails with, I'm really not a waitress too. So my back then the nails found the toes and the fingers had to match. Right. Nowadays you can have every color on every finger, <laughs> and every toenail too, but then it was everything matched. Right. And so I was like, you know what, I'm just, I'm not doing that. I'm not going to go that route. So I'll just paint my toenails until they fall off. So I went back home and I told my husband, I said, I'm not going that route, not half and And so what happened was uh, in my quiet time, God actually began to reveal to me the, the things that he put here naturally. And he told me that we've gotten away from him and we've gotten away from his garden. He made the garden to heal us. And he showed me in Ezekiel 47, 12, the latter part of that says the fruit for food and the leaves for healing. And I said, what leaves God? And he said, all of them, but you have to learn about it. And that was the thing, because I hated reading. If you handed me a business card, I would ask you your name. (laughs) I wasn't even going to read the business card, right? And so I just began this. My husband and I started a dial-up internet. This was in 95. And so I had dial-up internet access. It was actually faster to go to the library and get a book, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it was to read stuff online, but I, I combined them. And so I would read about herbs and have my books and about essential oils. And then I would do research on the Internet trying to validate all of this stuff. Of course, you know, it was the Wild West back then, and there wasn't a whole lot of information. Right. But what was out there was medical documentation that had been posted on the Internet because it was used. The Internet was used prior to the the, the public knowing about it. They used it with medical. Right. And so one day I'm in there, you know, the dial up <laughs> and connecting. It takes forever. And I started typing in something. And lo and behold, this medical documentation popped up about the Dead Sea healing psoriasis at the Dead Sea. Now, I live in Aniston, Alabama. It's a little rural town. How am I going to get the Dead Sea to me? That ain't happening, right? Oh, yeah. I'm going to figure it out. And so very, very long story short, uh, God opened my eyes to the healing of the Dead Sea and then using the herbs and using virgin organic oils and butters and then getting rid of all of the toxic ingredients that I was lathering and slathering on my body in the name of beauty that was actually killing me. One of the things that happened, what dissolved my nail beds was an illegal primer called MMA. And it's used in the dental industry to dissolve denture material. That's why it dissolved my nail beds. And so what happened was I read about the Dead Sea strengthening hair roots. And my only focus at that time was, okay, I've gotten used to living with no fingernails, was don't lose your hair. Don't lose your hair. And so I got a hold of Dead Sea Mud and I started working with it on myself. But and now,
0: find where to get Dead Sea Mud from? It's not like they sell it at Walmart.
1: <laughs> no, God opened a door for me. Uh, I actually became a distributor for a company out of Jordan called Odalask Dead Sea Products. It is now, it, they went under. Uh, but this was back in 1998. And so he opened this door for me uh, via the internet. I had this little web page. It was called nothingbut-thebest.com. And I sold Aspen Bay candles that were highly fragranced. And I sold uh, creams and lotions and potions. You know, I wanted to have a Bed Bath, a, a Bath, you know, Bath and Body Works. I thought it was a franchise, but it, it's not. And so I was like, I'll make my own. And so I started going to the Atlanta Mart and finding different products. And so I had my little web page with all the candles. I mean, I bought tens of thousands of candles toxifying everybody's life including my own with mountain berry and tropical melon because I didn't know that all of the garbage that's being burned in the air was toxic I mean I'd I'd have 30 candles going at when I get home I wanted the whole house smelling like that right and then I had the plug ins and stuff in my car and you name it it was all around me literally killing me and so he was like you've got to get rid of all of this. I said, how do I do that? What about my tropical melon? You know, and what am I going to, how am I going to smell? And he's like, learn how to make natural blends. So I started learning how to make essential oil blends and I bought books on that and how to make perfume. And that's what they used to do. (laughs) And then the the chemical era came in and now I have all these people getting sick. Right. And so he was just like, okay, I want you to just take this step by step by step. And he's lead, he's led, guided, and directed me my entire 24 years currently to this day uh, of, of formulas and, and getting rid of the toxins. Because when natural is absorbed into the body, the body utilizes it and then it discards it. When toxic chemicals are absorbed in the body, the body doesn't know what to do with it, so it stores it down the road, we all have cancer cells in our body. Stress triggers the cancer to reactivate. Those toxins feed it and make it worse and exacerbate it. But nobody talks about this because not many people know this is really going on. And so one of the things was, is God was telling me that my, my shower was the most toxic place on earth because as I'm in there putting on all these different body products, you know, I bought all the, the, the scented shower gels and the creams and, you know, all the perfumes and all that sprayed it all is like, it's killing you. You got to get rid of it. And so I literally started learning about how to, to wean my, I was a distributor. I mean, I was a Mary Kay. I should say that. Well, you can edit this out. I was a Mary Kay consultant. Mm -hmm. All right. And it was the number one thing in the 80s. And I'm sitting there looking at all of these toxins and these parabens and all of the petro products, and he's like, "Ditch it, get it out of your life."
0: How hard was that for you? Because anyone who looks at you know that glamour and beauty and product is important. How did that? Uh, It was it was
1: very difficult. That's why I've had to make it all myself. Yeah, we make our own makeup. We make our own skincare. We make our own hair care. We make our own perfume, all done with natural ingredients. Because when it's going down the drain or going in my body, nothing, nobody's harmed. Yeah, because we one of the focuses on my company is bioaccumulate free, which means that it, if it's going down the drain, it's not going to hurt the fish and the you know the the ecosystem. But there is literally, I think it's something like 374 kilo, t- 310 kilos of toxic things flushed down the drain every second of every day. So we're yeah. polluting ourselves. We're polluting ourselves and our, our planet and what's drinking the water, the livestock that we're eating. So it's it's this huge, honestly, it's 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 of the devil in my opinion, to yeah. literally kill us because we, when we're sick, we can't do the purpose God put in us because all we are is focused on our our illnesses and we are dysfunctional and cannot step into the God-given purpose that we have, which is where I was because I was a walking zombie that they put me on the drugs for the fibromyalgia. I mean, I couldn't get out of bed before noon and the brain fog wouldn't lift until five. And then I'm back on the pill at seven you know, so that I can sleep through the night. I had chronic fatigue syndrome, I had leg, uh, restless leg issues, cramping all the time. And I was, I was dehydrated and nobody ever talked to me about drinking water. Nobody, not one doctor ever said, hey, what are you doing about this? Yeah, you know, and when you're hurting like that, you certainly don't wanna exercise. So I gained 35 pounds, then you feel like a slug and then you're dysfunctional. I couldn't be a wife, a mother, a business partner with my husband in our booming dial-up internet business at that time. You know, I just literally just was making it through the day, only a few hours cognizant of what was going on around me because the the drugs were killing me. How long did it take to get from that state? I, I got fed up with it after a year. I got diagnosed in 97 and went through that drug phase and listening to everybody because everybody's smarter than I am. And all of a sudden, it was one day it was like, I want you to get rid of these drugs. I want you to start looking at making healthy choices, change your eating, quit doing the processed foods, quit doing, you know, get yourself. I couldn't hardly walk to the top of my driveway at that point in my life. It hurts so bad. I mean, and, you know, my poor husband, he would try to console me, but I would have all these aches and pains and stuff like that. So it was just I was just existing. And my daughter, you know, by the time of the end of that year, she was turning three when I got started with listening to God and beginning to learn and then dreaming formulas to fix my problems. Literally, I mean, I I literally dream every formula as a God given answer. I implement what I learn and then implements on me, not anybody else.
0: You you tested it first. So how long? I always
1: I always tested a minimum of six months before I ever even talked to somebody about a new product. So how long did it take
0: you to get from that really sick state with all the changes that you made to start just feeling a little bit better, enough to keep moving, enough to get um, into your driveway?
1: It was about the end of ninety nine, beginning of two thousand that I began to feel human again. Um, one of the most important things that I discovered about the Dead Sea is the magnesium chloride. And what it does is it actually helps. Uh, it acts as an anti-allergen for sick skin. It reverses it uh, and it makes it healthy for restless leg syndrome, chronic fatigue, fibromyalgia. Uh, it The body absorbs magnesium chloride through the skin. hmm and then magnesium is on its own is re, is responsible for 600 functions in our bodies. A lot of times, most health issues are because of magnesium deficiency. I've actually we
0: have those. Why, ma'am? Why is magnesium deficiency such a why? Is because it- we
1: aren't. Our food is not laden with this anymore, and so we have to go to supplements. But the thing is, is with magnesium, if you don't have the right type. Uh, magnesium oxide works as a laxative magnesium chloride will do the same thing. So you can't orally take it in. It has to come through the skin as your skin is your largest organ, but we, we abuse it and we mistreat it. You know, if if your heart was out on here, you'd be doing everything. You could take care of it, but your skin is so vital to everything that, but we, we just take it for granted. Oh, it's just my skin. It's one. It's your biggest organ. And so I was abusing it with all the toxins, all the things I was putting on it. I was just becoming a toxic dump heap.
0: So you 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 lost your 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 hair, your nails, fibromyalgia, the pain, all of this. So when did each symptom? When did each problem start going away? Because you're glowing with health.
1: Well, the the beautiful thing was God worked with my hair first, and what <laughs> happened was my hands were going into the mud and putting it in my hair. And so because of that, in eight weeks, I, I did all kinds of shenanigans with the hair thing, I'm heating caps, you name it. Cause I knew about all this stuff because of all the issues I'd gone through with the hairdressers and all this stuff. And so I started putting my hands in there and in eight weeks time for me, my scalp was 100% healed, no scar. And I had what looked like hot spots on a dog all over my scalp my nails grew in, my nails grew back. And so when this occurred, I went back to school at night and got my nail license so that I could help women find a natural way. Because when those, these are my nails. Well, when those nails come off, they're a nasty mess. Right. It Mm -hmm. is gross underneath there. And you can't have nails. You'll have to, even if your nail is that long, when that acrylic comes off, they have to cut it off because it's so sharp and it's so jagged and it's it's so unhealthy that it isn't a real nail. But all these women have been duped into the belief of this is my nails. And, you know, I just have an overlay on it. Now they have the dipping system and everybody thinks that's the new thing. And, you know, you've got the shellac that you cure it with the uh, the the the, uh, UV lights. Well, all of this stuff, it's all the same all the same and all these primers what they do is they they you've got seven layers to your nails and each time if you sit there and you pop it off you're taking a layer with it and when they come in and they if you're not soaking off and they're dremeling you off they can actually damage you even worse. You know, they, in the nail industry now, uh, they actually charge you five hundred dollars if you have a Dremel on site because a Dremel will not stop nail files that cost two hundred and fifty dollars, not thirty-five bucks at the Harbor Freight. They stop with with enough pressure, and so they won't damage the nail bed as much. But you get what's called rings of fire. So I went back to school at night. And then while I was in school, I was writing a beauty column called Great Beauty Tips. And I wrote that weekly for 15 years here locally in my town, talking about all of the things I was watching and all the healing that was occurring using essential oils and the mud and all the things. Well, then I went uh, when I graduated, um, you had to work a year and then you could open up your own place. And so then I opened up my my nail, my nail room, doing natural manicures, pedicures and um, natural manicures and pedicures then i went back to school again got my instructor license and then i started teaching natural into the beauty industry here in alabama for continuing ed and so i taught for them for many uh, up until 2017 uh because you had to have you know every two years you had to do continuing ed to renew your license or you didn't get to well in 2017 the illustrious brains that be at the board of cosmetology decided to stop it so i quit teaching for the industry uh during that time i also got my barber license so that i could open up my my facial room and do natural facials because a barber can do mud masks and uh, you know but just don't don't do chemicals and i didn't want to do chemicals that's why i didn't go get esthetician or cosmetology all they deal with is chemicals which have to go on you and i was like i just got myself toxic free i'm not going to go through that Yeah you know, when i was doing nails i did the dummy hands I didn't do my own nails. I would sit there and mud my fingertips and then dip it in the paraffin. I didn't know about paraffin being bad for you too. Back then I do now, but I don't, I didn't then, but the heat would actually stimulate the nail beds. And my nails grew out 18 centimeters while I was in school. And I wrote about all this every week. And, but all the girls are sitting there putting that junk on them. And I'm like, you don't understand. That's why I'm here. You're going to be mad at yourself at the end of school year. Sure enough. Sure enough. They came crying. What do we need to do? <laughs> it's like, well, we're graduating. <laughs> Here's a couple of things you can try. <laughs> but that was about it. Yeah, you know, but uh, it was it was such a journey. And I just I keep going and I, I keep helping women. Most of the time I work with women that have had the aha moment that have come through breast cancer and have understood I've been putting toxic ingredients on myself my whole life. And I didn't know any better because of the marketing. The marketing looks beautiful. Then it it makes you desire to look like that 20 year old. But um, this week I've had a, God has given me a word that what we're going to be focusing on is that we age beautifully. You do have to have some fine lines and some wrinkles because every decade you're, enjoying life and being able to celebrate more birthdays you're aging beautifully there is no anti aging there is no anti wrinkle unless you do botox and lip injections and here's what's happening is now the people that have been doing this all along guess what it's stopping to function in the body it's 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 topped out and it's not working anymore so now they got to come up with something else And I never, never wanted Botox anyway, because Botox is from botulism, which paralyzes the body from the neck down as a quadriplegic. I had a client that used to buy my cream for her brother that helped him not have decubitus ulcers because he was a quadriplegic because of botulism from a can of pears. Oh, my God. And she had to take care of it. She goes, why are women doing this? I said, because they think the doctor, the doctor doesn't even know. The doctor is taught by the pharmacy industry to pump their product into us, you know? And so we're getting duped to be ageless. We need to understand that if you celebrate more, ber- I don't get older, you just celebrate more birthdays.
0: <laughs> well, I, I think there is there is the marketing and it's it's always trying to make us unhappy with ourselves. Right. We, we don't uh, have enough, we're not good enough, we're not young enough, we're not thin. Been enough we're not something enough and that's what stimulates us to do things that we wouldn't normally do you know being uh, said,
1: and you know, also what happens is is you get addicted to the look you know okay well now that i i can't move my eyebrows but i don't have any lines on my forehead Where's some bangs <laughs> i mine you got yours you know, yeah get a bang, I, girl yeah, but I mean, yeah, you know, the big the biggest thing is is women need to understand don't don't let anybody talk you into this stuff. Do what you know you need to do, which is eat right, hydrate, exercise, and, and, and get sleep. And, and make time for yourself. And I don't know, for some reason, we have all decided as women that we need to give to everybody. That's how I got fibromyalgia. I gave, we would live here at my office 72 hours straight dealing with the internet problems because of modems locking up. And we didn't want to, you know, we had thousands of clients. And so we would live here and eat bad. And, and it was horrible. And so I it, it, let myself go in the name of work and money. And that's what we all do. We, we, we trade, you know, it's like trading our soul. And then all of a sudden here we are. And now you're worthless because you're so sick. And it was just a wake up call for my life. It was like, you know what? I can choose to be sick or I can choose to be healthy. The road to get healthy is a hard one. But once you're there, stay on it. Don't stop it. Well, even with the psoriasis, there's so many
0: people who suffer. There's a woman that I, I live with here that she has, I don't know if it's eczema or psoriasis, her, her legs are red, blotchy, and she doesn't want to go to the beach or do other things that people might see it.
1: Yeah. It's psoriasis more than likely if it's big circles that are red and peeling, that's psoriasis. Uh, that's uh, the plaque issues. Her best thing to do is go to the beach because the sun and the salt Uh, is going to heal her faster than anything the medical doctors will ever give you. Matter of fact, sometimes the doctors are now saying, go to the beach. Okay. Go to the beach, you know, and if you're embarrassed about it, just go for it, you know, but soaking in the Dead Sea salt, uh, you know, because I've been to Israel twice trying to find, because we import 40,000 pounds of the raw material. Uh, There's a lot of Dead Sea salt that's out there that we call the ripped and stripped Dead Sea salt. Because Israel and Jordan, they mine the Dead Sea to get the minerals out of it to make fertilizer, which is a a trillion-dollar-a-year industry, into the world. Well, what's left behind is Dead Sea salt, only sodium chloride, not all of the other magnesium, potassium, and the calcium, and the zinc, and the bitumen, and all of the other bromide, and all these other wonderful minerals that God has in the Dead Sea for us. It's just salt, so it's like Morton salt that tastes bitter. Well, there's there's mountains over there of these of these of this salt, and they sell it like to Canada for uh, getting rid of the salt. I mean, the snow on the roads and the ice, okay. right? Well, it's it's cheap, it's dirt cheap, and a lot of people buy it not knowing, and they get a certificate of analysis that shows all of these minerals, and it's in here at this because it was at the beginning, but now it's not. And so what we buy is what's called the semi-dry, and that way when when a lid is left open, it becomes dead sea brine. It melts because it's a natural humectant drawing moisture to itself, which is why it helps with your skin looking so youthful and so vibrant and so brilliantly dewy looking because it's always helping your skin all the time. And when I healed my scalp, I called the National Psoriasis Foundation, and this was back in the year 2000. They actually lobbied and got two insurance companies to pay the plane ticket if you were you were deemed incurable by the doctor that they would get you to the Dead Sea, and in eight weeks, six to eight weeks time, you would be healed over there. Wow! And then when I was in school for the uh, instructor licensing, NASA did a research, and I have the printout still, nobody else has this, but NASA did a research and it's actually disappeared. Even on the Wayback Machine, it's now gone. But I have the printout from it where they prove that there is a healing microbe encapsulated in the semi-dry salt. And it is very healing and it's a it's a very long thing. But when I brought it into school, I was so excited. Look at this, look at this, this is why, when I add heat, this is why it does all this they're Just looking at me like deer in the headlights. Okay, Tammy. <laughs> How are you helping yourself and other people now? I have my day spa, and then um, I actually have my my products, Aviv Spa. We've we've morphed from multiple different names over the course of the years, uh, but we are now stopped at Aviv Spa Dead Sea products, and we make hair, skin, and nail products that are all natural and are uh, they're they're holistic, they're sustainable, and they impact your health and well being now as well as in the future. So we want to lead by example and also education for our clients. I do Zuminars. I've created an ambassador program now. So I'm actually pouring into people that are very interested in helping their friends and family get healthier. uh, Working a lot with women that are in the health industry uh, to reach out to them and, and branch out this knowledge that I have after 24 years of, you know, learning and implementing it myself. I'm finishing up my first book right now, and it's got all the different healings uh, and the whole story about all of it because this way, and I have the PubMed links, proving the medical documentation for all of this, not just a story. So I actually will have in the end, a content of a, this one for this, this one for this, and they can use that link and go online and see the medical report for themselves.
0: Why, if this is known, if you said there's medical report to out there, are we still allowed to just
1: keep- They following? bury it. It's just like they're doing, Just it's politics. They just want you to know what they want you to know. And if you stumble across it, then great, wonderful. But, you know, it's not going to become a movement. And I, God has showed me to make this into a movement to help others because it is so important. You know, w- women, especially in menopause, uh, I'm working with several ladies right now to create a summit. And one of the things we're working on is is to you know wake up the mighty warrior inside of these women that they think that they're discarded and there's no hope. That's not true. There is hope. You just excuse my French. Got to get off your butt and do something about it, why and, and get out feel, of the box. Why did they feel there's no hope? I'm talking about you know women in menopause. They, and they're just they're they've gotten they've let themselves go. They've made bad choices. They've reached a point where, you know, there's no help. There's no return. I'm telling you, there is. I took on becoming a health instructor at age 50, learning how to teach insanity exercise, which is high intensity interval training. This year I turned 59 and I've been teaching for nine years and I couldn't walk up my driveway, right? but it's a journey, you know, and I'm not saying not everybody's going to want to take on teaching insanity, but don't say I can't because you're right. You can't. How can I change this? Is the answer. You know what can I do to make this better, and begin the journey and don't stop it.
0: Were you always this way, this passionate, or was it that you had to get to that place of just
1: you're you're losing your nails, your I hair was losing. I was the biggest loser. I was I was suicidal. The only thing that kept me from even doing anything about it was my daughter uh, because I wanted to watch her grow up and I did not want to have her have that mental issue of my mom killed herself. And so that was how God, you know, I reached the bottom of the barrel, looking up, thinking the light was a freight train. And I was just like, I can't do this anymore, you know? And then the journey was very long and very hard, but now that I'm on the other side, The excitement of what I know to help other women is it's just so great inside of me. It's, you know, I one of the people that I follow is Pastor Keith Craft at Elevate Life Church that, you know, one of the things he talked about one of the sermons was the most productive years of a human being's life are literally between the ages of 60 and 70. The next one is between 70 and 80. And then third one is between 50 and 60. I was like, "Wow, I'm about to enter in the most productive years next year because guess what? Time's ticking. The clock, it's you know, it's like the deadlines, right? All of a sudden you decide. Well, I decided at 50, so I'm ahead of the game, but I've got and I've already claimed I'm going to live to be 130 and I'm going to be happy, healthy, wealthy and wise and I am going to be an inspiration, I'm going to be on podcasts cuz I'm still going to be teaching. I'm not going to stop. I've decided that in order to get there, I got to do what I don't want to do daily. Well, during this
0: challenge, all the things you were suffering, what did you learn about yourself? And what did you learn about your faith?
1: I learned that I'm much stronger than I realized I was. And I learned that God has got me in the palm of his hand. And that all I have to do is just, just say, Hey, dad, help me.
0: Well, you, you said you felt like you, you were getting this information downloaded. So people, how how, how does that happen? Were you, you just said formulas
1: were coming to you. Well, prayer time, uh, you know, prayer time and uh, your devotional time, your quiet time alone. And just one of the things I'm learning now more than ever is that when I begin to think about something my subconscious and I begin to speak it out my subconscious will figure out how to make it happen and so I mean I'm, I'm not I'm not going to lie to you I would be prostate bawling my eyes out on the floor begging God to take me home it was that bad but it was I had to go through that to appreciate life because it life was of it, I didn't have a quality of life. So what kind of life is this? You know, I just, what, why be here? But you didn't give up.
0: So your teaching is helping others. And so if you had to say that you were hopeless at that time, what would you say you are now? So tell me you went from hopeless to what? To Hopeful? Hopeful and your energy and you know this is where you are an advertisement for your own (laughs) (laughs) you know just all of that it's just a remarkable story so people who are feeling hopeless right now no matter what the situation what are three things that you would tell them to help them in their journey
1: I think the very first thing I would highly recommend is that you decide exactly what it is that you're, what is your ideal life look like? Map it out and then find a coach that holds you accountable because you can't do it on your own. I know that I have had, I have multiple coaches at this point in my life and my family thinks I'm a lunatic, but I know me. And if I don't have somebody saying, and when are you going to do that? And what's the what's the date? It'll go on to infinity and beyond. When you have a serious problem like I had, I had to get it fixed. Okay.
0: So do you have a third thing? Decide what your ideal life, find a coach and what else?
1: Listen to your gut. Your body knows what it needs. Don't let, don't get sucked into the fear mongering that the medical industry now—I'm not saying if you need open heart surgery, find a you know naturopath. I'm just saying if you've got chronic health issues, the the medications have so many side effects, it makes the problem look better, right. and that's why you know I was having all the side effects, and it was like I got to come off of this stuff. I can't live like this. You know, you gain thirty five pounds a year in a year. Right. You that adds up fast. And it makes you it makes you sluggish. It makes you you know, you're not going to be a good wife. You're not going to be a good, you know, marriage partner. And, you know, we're supposed to be where the two come together as one. And you can't because you hurt so bad or you feel so ugly or you don't want to even think about it. You know, you've got to you've got to listen to your gut and listen to God. You know, if you get alone with him, he's got all the answers. He'll give them to you. But you got to the Bible verse. Seek and you shall find, knock and it shall be open. That came to me, and it was just like, okay, I'm asking, I'm begging, I'm pleading, I'm banging on the door, not just knocking.
0: <laughs> has the challenges that you've been through has it strengthened your faith or faith, or did you have a really solid faith before all of this?
1: It has strengthened my faith beyond belief. I I'm I I every day's a journey, of course, you know, we all fall short every single day of our lives, but it's actually made it so much stronger. And I know in my knower that he's real because I've experienced him. I, I know that it, it it's for real, but every person has to get to that point. And I had to reach the bottom of that barrel. And then yeah. he revealed himself to me when I was, you know, like the 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 teacher will appear when the student is ready. God's that way. He's not going to force himself on you. But yeah. sometimes he'll allow us to go down this path so we will look up and accept him into our lives and into, you know, our being and we are a walking temple, not the shack out back. And we treat it so poorly and it's time women need to wake up. We are the leaders of the family. We are. I you know, most husbands are not going to like to hear this if they hear it, but you know, when mom when mom ain't happy, ain't nobody happy, right?
0: Now is that biblical Tammy?
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> it's a saying in South.
0: <laughs> oh gosh, that's so funny. But it is such a, and when you see how many people are suffering from these diseases that we've never heard of before. Like I never heard of fibromyalgia and just, you know, my my sister had it and, you know, just looking at other people that are just struggling with so many illnesses that we've never heard of before. Like autism. I never heard of autism before. Now, what's it? One in 20? One in three. One One in three. Yeah. There's just so much and the toxicity is there. You know, there's a toxicity that we're experiencing from just Our environment. Then there's the toxicity from just in our own heads. Then there's the toxicity that's coming at us all the time. It's constant and onslaught to break down our body, our mind, and our spirit. And it's just, it is a battle. And it seems like you have really fought the good fight. And you've come out. I continue to
1: fight the good fight.
0: Yes. And you've come out a champion. But the thing is that you're. Becoming that voice as, as God has asked you to do, you know, come out and tell people about this. There is a, another way and his way is always right. It's just so hard to believe that to be true until like you said, until you're laying on the floor and you can't get up and nothing seems that it's ever going to be better again. And then there, there he shows up and he's showing you the way out. You know, he is the light, right?
1: Yes. And he, he, he truly wants you to have an incredible, fun-filled, happy life. Yeah, he, he, that's all he wants for us. But we have got to, nobody can do it for us. We have to decide for ourselves and, and stay on the path. And it's like I tell my exercise class, if you fall off the treadmill, pick yourself up and get back on because, you know, it's okay if you need to take a break. But don't take a break too long because after your 50s, one week off, you've lost a month of work. So don't stay gone too long. I know when I got um, sick back in, um, during the holidays, I didn't have COVID, but it was something that was pretty rough. And I think it was the the other version of it or whatever, but I, I couldn't, I couldn't do anything for 10 days. I had to take care of myself. And when I came back to teach, (laughs) I was going to (laughs) die. It was like I'd started all over again. And I was like, man, this ain't worth it. Now I'm back on my game again. But, you know, it it takes a while. So just make it a part of, put you on your schedule, put you on that calendar and don't let it slip. Do it. Just do it. I get to exercise. I get to feel good. I get to feel fabulous when this is finished because I did it again. You know, that's what I that's what I preach all the time. And i I work and then I go home and I teach online uh, live. And there's days it's like, I don't want to do this. And I'm just like, oh no, I'm not speaking that. I get to work out. I'm gonna feel great when it's done. And when it's over, it always you feel good. There's two things that I have never said I wish I hadn't done that too. only two things in my life. Number one, going to church. Have you ever left church and said, man, I wish I hadn't done that ever. And have you ever finished your exercise and said, man, I wish I hadn't done that? No, You're you, the, both of those are good for you. So those two things, there's a million other things I say, I wish I had never done that. <laughs> not those two, ever. I have never said that about either one of those ever in my life. Okay. Yeah, so it's a, it's a it's a journey you here's the deal. You can't move out, but you can renovate.
0: Well, the thing is that your, your journey is such a powerful uh, guiding light to others, especially those who, as you said, you're 59. When I see people that you, you don't you would think that they're 80. Yeah, and it's just you you have seen what you've done to heal yourself. And then rather than being selfish, you decided to go out there and say, How can I help others do that? You are sure. an awesome interview. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you came out so passionate, like this is the tiny yeah, I know that's in there. <laughs> it's just like when you're talking about it, it's it's sending this wonderful signal. So that's good, thank you.
1: That's God, not
0: Tammy. (laughs) Could you feel the energy? I know I could. It's hard to believe that someone with so much energy and such a vibrancy for life was once in so much pain and despair and hard to believe that she was borderline suicidal. I'm just amazed by all of that. So Tammy really is a powerful witness how God can take our worst times and turn them into something beautiful. Tammy has taken all that she has learned and all the challenges that she's had, and now she's looking to help other women age beautifully. And I love that. I think that we should be celebrating that we're getting older. I don't have a desire to live to 130 like Tammy does, but I hope she gets there. So I am highly recommending that you sign up and show up for the Awaken Your Woman Warrior Summit that Tammy is hosting with three other woman warriors. And she will have a preview on August 2nd and then three-day summit from August 11th to the 13th. Just to have more of that excitement and enthusiasm to listen to Tammy is worth the listen. I will be having the email address that you can use to sign up in the show notes. Thank you so much for pulling into the Hope Station. Until next week, I hope that you have a blessed and beautiful week. Before you leave, I have another free gift for you. What are you looking for in your life? A new career? Stepping into your purpose? Restoring passion in your everyday life? Are you ready to step into the new life God has planned for you? And he does have a plan for you. And that gift is to experience the power of coaching. Coaching helped me through my painful journey when Joe, my husband, died. Coaching eased me through this transition to move to Florida. I wasn't sure why the Lord was bringing me here and what his plans were for me. Coaching gave me clarity. Coaching was essential in making the Hope Station podcast a reality. A dream came true working with my coaches. Coaching also brought hope to hundreds of my clients who stepped into their purpose and passion And it all started with a free consult call. So schedule yours today. To schedule our Hope Chat, otherwise known as a coaching call, you can click the calendar link in the show notes or visit my website, diannebells.com. That's d-i-a-n-e-b-e-l-z.com. This coaching call could be exactly what you need to ignite a spark of hope in your life. Hope might be just one call away, Why wait? Schedule your call today.